Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. I am back. My four-day weekend is over. Mark Aram, back at your beck and call till 8 in the p.m., Monday through Friday on WSB. And I've got four days of show to get into one day of radio. Coming up on the program, I'll recap my amazing weekend in wine country, Longoria. Wine country. Uh, could your workplace become a no-touch zone? And uh, Johnny Kilbasa will join us with a Game of Thrones minute. But I want to kick off the story with something I saw on Channel 2 Action News doing my show prep our buddy Tom Jones, uh, you know, I've done a lot of things in my life. One of them, thankfully, I've never been on probation. Have you ever been on court-ordered probation, Deb Green? <laughs> no. Longoria, whether stateside or in Mexico, nope. probation? Nope, nope, Chuck's the only one I was kind of nope. messing mess on. You've never been on probation. Nope. I've never been on probation. I never want to be on probation. I don't, much, I don't know much about it. I know that's something you don't want to be. Tom Jones did a story about a guy who's on probation, but that's just like the the smallest news bit of this story joining us live from channel 2 action news covering this crazy story is our buddy tom jones tom how are you sir doing good mark how are you i i i, I literally sat up in my bed when i saw this story like this this is yeah. a crazy crazy story give us the thumbnail version of what you covered today on channel 2 well, well back in 2017 uh 18 year old kid jackson hill ridgeway uh passed in a no-passing zone, tried to pass a dump truck, and went into the opposite lane, went head-on, and killed a 24-year-old bride-to-be her, and severely wounded her fiancé and her father. He was convicted, first-degree vehicular homicide, um, but he only received essentially eight years probation, received virtually no prison time. So... Now, here it is a year later. He's asking the courts to modify his probation so he can travel to China because his minor in college is uh, in Chinese or something, and he needs to take a course over in China. To, 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 to He has to go over there to take this course. Gotcha. Study abroad the program. The family is livid. Yeah, the family is livid. That And, and, and i got to say this. The family... Uh, Catherine uh, Stevens' family, they didn't want to see him ruin his, ruin his life and go to jail forever. They really didn't push for jail time. But they thought probation, that would at least keep him in line and make him suffer some consequence. Now he's saying, hey, judge, let me travel abroad to go and study over in China for a few months because I need this for my college degree. Family is just livid and so against it. Talking to Tom Jones from Channel 2 Action News, really a crazy, crazy story for a number of reasons. Let me let me just insert this, right, Tom? Uh, the kid that was convicted in the fatal crash, he was not drunk, right? This was just he was he made a bad pass on a, on a narrow road, correct? There, there, was, there were no drugs or alcohol in his system. He was speeding and just driving recklessly and killed uh, this girl and wounded her 
father and fiance. Yeah, the crash happened. I remember the wreck. It was uh, back in March of 2017, and it, it made headlines. I mean, obviously, it's a fatal crash, but uh, this was a bride-to-be. That was the tearjerker part of the story is that she was about to get married, and she dies tragically. The fiance survives, but he's, he's currently in a wheelchair, right, uh, I saw in your story? Yeah. And, and, and what's interesting is she had just graduated college and was looking forward to a career and won't get to do that. Now he's wanting to graduate college and, uh, and go abroad to do it. The fiance, I mean, his body is literally, he, he is the $6 million man before the $6 million man had $6 million. Mm-hmm. His body is broken. He, uh, $1.4 million in hospital bills. I mean, to talk about all the 247 broken bones, it's just titanium rods. He's being held together by glue. So he's saying, I'm suffering. I am suffering two years later. And you're asking to go and, and you know, fulfill your career wishes or college wishes abroad. No, I want you to stay here and suffer just like I am. All right. So, Tom, a judge is going to hear this uh, motion to modify his probation tomorrow. Again, I'm not really familiar with the probation process. Does the, do the victim's family get to speak at this hearing? Oh, of course they will. Okay. They'll get to weigh in on this. And of course, they will be there, except the fiance says he doesn't even want to see this guy. Yeah. He doesn't even want to mention his name. He's still that physically and emotionally hurt by all of this. You would think, uh, again, that the name of the of the, the guy that was convicted in this is now asking for uh, probation. I'm sorry, his name escapes me, Tom. Uh, do, you, do you think he might, m- might pull his request after knowing that the victims are so against him traveling abroad? The family doesn't think so. The family thinks that uh, his family knows the judges in this area and, and they have catered to him, and they, they're hoping that doesn't happen in this instance. Uh, the family has asked for another judge to hear this case, but that's not going to happen right now. Wow. All right. Tom Jones with a, with a really crazy story. I appreciate the update, and I'm assuming you'll have t- uh, the latest tomorrow on Channel 2 Action News starting at 4 p.m. We will. We will. All right. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, buddy. All right. Tom's in line at the uh, at cookout. I on guess so. Yeah. What you order? What you order? I don't know. All right. So this, this story... I think I know which way the audience is gonna is gonna weigh in on this, but I I try not to guess what the audience re- reaction is. Should this guy who was convicted of of basically killing uh, this woman, uh, he was uh, received an eight year sentence, was supposed to spend three years locked up and the rest on probation. Instead, he did uh, community service and boot camp in lieu of prison time. But he's on probation for eight years after this conviction, after he killed uh, a bride to be. Um, should he be allowed? to get a uh, a stay of his probation so he can travel to China for three months. What do, what do you think about that? 404-872-0751-800, WSB-TALK. Reading between the lines there w- through Tom's update uh, here on the air, it seems like the, the, the convict's family is heavily connected. You know, to be able to get that light sentence and, and to get the opportunity to travel to China while on probation. I don't know how often... Uh, you know, exceptions are made in probation like that. Again, I'm I'm surprised that neither of you, Longo or Loti, has ever been on probation. I assumed <laughs> oh I assumed God. I had a probation expert on staff ready to yeah. go. Uh, uh, but what, what do you think, Longoria? Should he be allowed to travel while on probation? You know, I, I don't I don't think so. I mean, I, it, it's bad enough that he got probation. I mean, for something yeah. that that uh, major, you would think he would do some jail time. I yeah. mean, I'm not talking about putting the dude away for 30 years or something, but you know, something. You know, and it just seems like he kind of got off light and. 
and he's just still asking for more, mm-hmm. which I don't believe he should. I mean, I get an education, that's cool, you know, but I don't well, you, believe. You know the old saying, uh, give you an inch, you take a mile. Yeah. He got an inch on the sentencing, mm-hmm. and now he's he's trying to take a mile. What do you think, Deb Green? Yeah, it seems a bit extreme that he wants to travel abroad. Like, not a lot of students get that opportunity sure. as it is, and it seems they, they're really choosy, so they probably wouldn't choose the dude that's on probation, yeah. so you know there's got to be something else going on there. I, I wanted to travel abroad in college and had it all set up until the very end when they were like... Um, they asked for money? No. They're saying, <laughs> they you have your grades? That you have a 1.2 yes. GPA. <laughs> Sorry, that's you're ineligible. Yeah. To uh, to apply for your this. Division One athlete status didn't get you any. No, the, get... the one point two GPA kind of dragged everything. <laughs> That's a, I was I was when I first started in college. I was such a bad student. I had one semester. I had a point four. What? Yeah, which how is. Did you, how is it I'm going to tell you. This is amazing. How because uh, this might never have happened before in scholastic history. <laughs> I got four F's and an A. Think about that. What was the A? Yeah. Italian. Oh, okay. The only class that didn't take attendance because I never went to class. Okay. And I did fine, but attendance was, you know, required in a lot of these classes. Yeah. yeah. But Italian, I just showed up for the midterm and the final. I got an A. All right. What would you do if you're the judge in this situation? Do you allow this convict, because he's convicted of a crime, to uh, to go to China and travel while on probation? Or do you deny him and uh, as and in deference to the the family that apparently is still suffering, according to Tom Jones, we'll come back with your calls on that. Again, a big story, a big show tonight. I went to the the finest restaurant in the United States. I'll give you a blow by blow of that, Longoria, in the second hour of the program. You're gonna you're gonna enjoy what I ate, ants and drank. 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Hang tight. This is the Mark Aram Show. He caused a violent crash that killed a bride-to-be and severely wounded her dad and fiancé. Now he wants a judge to modify his probation so he can study abroad. What do you think should happen in this case? Welcome back to the Mark Aram Show. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Shirley kicks us off in Covington. Shirley, welcome to the program. Hey, Mark. What's Um, going on, Shirley? This is personal for me because I lost my brother in an accident. These parents will never be the same. Absolutely not. This guy should not be allowed to do this. It was a fiancé suffering every day for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Yeah. And I would think, I mean, again, I don't know the victim. I don't know the, the, the convict in this case. But you would think, put yourself in the convict's shoe, Deb Green. Like, okay. if, if you apply for this, the permit to go to China, and then you hear that the victim's family is is furious. Don't you pull it back at that point? Don't you say, "Oh, all right, I did, I didn't know. I'm sorry," and then you pull it back. I don't know. He's already got away with so much. Yeah, right? it's that's like, a good well, point. Well, I didn't have to go to jail. Why should I have to do this? Yeah, he's already been, he's a free man, basically. Yeah. Uh, Jim is in Hushton. Jim, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Good evening. Hey, Jim, what's up? Uh, you know, just listening to uh, your question there, and you know, I think there's a lot of cases that if you were the, the man or woman sitting on the bench that would be tough to decide. You know, you could make a good argument from both sides. In this particular case, the evidence as you presented it seems to be pretty cut and dried. I mean, the, the family uh, exhibited a lot of compassion in not insisting for a more punitive sentence. Sure. And it seems that uh, he's had his break in the case, and it doesn't seem to be uh, an indicator of severe or extreme remorse. Uh, 
to petition the court to make an exception to an already mild sentence. Yeah, I'm very I curious to see what, what, what the argument is tomorrow in court. And maybe we'll have Tom hopefully back on tomorrow to to see if if the uh, the, the the convicted person in this does speak in the in the hearing and and does you know express remorse that maybe we haven't heard up to this point. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. That that's going to be a, t- a tricky situation for the judge. Reason number 972, Longoria, why I can't be a judge. Too indecisive. Rhonda's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Rhonda. Hey there, Mark. How are you? Good. What's going on? Oh, just trying to make it home from work, but I thought I would chime in on this one. What are your thoughts? I'm a nurse. I work in the medical profession, and I see accident victims come in all the time. And the thing about this particular case is, is this is an 18-year-old adult by the state, by federal, at 18 years of age, they are an adult, and he should have been given an adult sentencing. Now, the family very kindly took pity on him, but at this point in time, he has shown no remorse, and he is laughing in the victim's face, and I think he should be turned down wholeheartedly and on top of that, he should probably serve some time behind bars. Yeah, here, here's the thing. I don't know the, the traditional sentencing guidelines. Again, he wasn't drunk. We don't think he was on the cell phone. That We don't know anything about that. It was, it was a horrible accident, and he definitely deserved punishment. I don't know what normally someone in that situation would get. Perhaps someone out there in the judicial system can chime in when we come back. Uh, interesting case here. 404-872-0750, wsb talk This is the Mark Aram Show. Hey, this is Louis Anderson, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Alpharettians, you can see the show live this Thursday. We'll be broadcasting live from the Taste of Alpharetti. 6 to 8 p.m., the Mark Aram Show here on WSB. A teen convicted in a crash that killed a woman wants permission to study abroad. The uh, convict, Jackson Hill Ridgeway, uh, killed this bride-to-be in 2017, Catherine Stevens. Her fiancé and father were also injured in the crash. Uh, 2017, excuse me, not 2007. Um, he received an eight-year sentence probation, and now he wants permission from the judge to study abroad in China. Should the judge grant that request? Tough situation here. 404-872-0750, wsb talk Annie joins us in Peachtree City. Annie, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. This is absolutely mind-blowing to me that this guy even has the cojones to ask for this. He killed a woman and severely injured two people. He should have to serve out his eight-year sentence. If he can't do that, then, or if they allow him to not do that, if I was a family, I would sue him for a wrongful death when he gets his great big job after having his a uh, degree in and minor in China mm-hmm. in Chinese. No, no, Deb. I mean, Deb Green and I were having a conversation during the news break. Would it have been worse or better if if he was convicted of drunk driving in this crash? Because I think it would be worse. But Deb Green seems to think that people forgive drunk drivers more often than not. So what do you think on that? Um, I think they probably do because they're quote unquote impaired. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's the same difference. If you're, I I told all of my children this, if you make a big boy decision, 
you're going to have to suffer big boy consequences. Yeah. We are not bailing you out. I will come visit you in jail. I will hold <laughs> your hand. I'll bake you cookies, you know? but that's right. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, see, I, I see this gonna... I, again. I don't know the sentencing guidelines in, in an accident like this where he was not drunk or distracted. We don't think on the cell phone. That's my biggest fear is I'm never going to drink and drive. That just I just don't do it. But I, I God forbid something happens where I, I, I make a, a wrong judgment on the on the freeways and I do something that causes someone to have, you know, uh, a bad injury or death. That That's my, that's a big fear I have in life because I, I know I'm never going to drink and drive. Uh, Spencer joins us on the line. Spencer uh, apparently has a very uh, close connection to this story. Spencer, welcome to the show. Uh, how are you connected to this, uh, this story we've been updating? I'm the father of, of the fiance, Dylan Harris. Who is, who is uh, dealing with serious injuries from this and the loss of his fiance? Uh, my condolences, first off, for the loss of your future uh, daughter-in-law and, and certainly for the, the horrible injuries that your son uh, suffered. So this is, this, you're in the family. This is a firsthand account. What are your thoughts about this situation, this story, first and, and foremost? Well, uh, you know, I, th- I think really he should see out the sentence. I don't think he should be able to go abroad with my son can't even get out of the wheelchair and we can't get the proper help to the system even to even get him out. And of course, to Stevens losing Kay, you know, it's even worse because she's no longer with him and with him. And uh, I just think, you know, he should suffer a little longer. He did not get the jail time. So he should just, you know, tough it out like everybody else. Do you plan on being in the courtroom tomorrow when the probation hearing goes on? Yeah. Unfortunately, I probably will not, but, uh, uh, you know the Stevens are, are very good, and and you know they'll they'll uh, they're a very strong mm-hmm. family. <laughs> Let, t- let's go back to the sentencing process uh, again. I don't know usually what the sentencing guidelines are. Received an eight year sentence. Ridgeway did was supposed to spend three years in jail and the rest on probation. Instead, he did community service in a boot camp. What was your thought process going into sentencing, and and did you recommend to the judge that he receive less jail time than than he might have? Uh, me no. Uh, my, my son, well, I think the Stevens, you know, they're they're a very forgivable family and Christian family. And I think that probably, you know, they just wanted him to be punished. And, but um, me, I, I had mixed feelings. But my son, if he had it his way, he, I, you know, he wanted him hung. Uh, yeah. He was he was very, very upset about it. So, you, again, you're the father of the fiancé that was uh, severely right. injured in this fatal crash that took the life of, of Catherine Stevens at, at trial and at sentencing. Did you see any remorse from Ridgeway? What was, what was his remorse level like then? You know, I mean, I think it was, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I know he was, he, he did show a little remorse, but whether it was genuine or not, uh, it's hard to say. Were, were you surprised when you found out that he wanted to, to leave the country and go to China? Was that just like a slap in the face to you? Yeah, I, I think that he shouldn't be able to do that. Interesting. Uh, and we'll see tomorrow, I guess. Hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll get a conclusion. I, I, mean, I mean, not to put myself in, in uh, Ridgeway's shoes, but knowing that, that the family, the Stevens family and you are opposed to him, I would, I would hope that he would pull back that request to leave the country and study abroad, knowing that it's causing you guys further emotional harm. Wouldn't that make sense? It would make sense, but it would make sense for him not to even pursue it to begin with. 
Yeah, uh, we talked I mean, to we talked to Tom Jones earlier in the show. Uh, he basically laid out the uh, the story from us from Channel Two Action News, uh, and he mentioned uh, all the surgeries that your son had to go through and millions of dollars in hospital bills. How how's he doing right now physically? Uh, physically, uh, you know, he's he still has his good days and bad days. He he wants to walk a lot. He wants to walk, but he's not able to walk. Uh, he goes to therapy, I think once every two weeks at Grady and. I think they just send him home with uh, with exercises to do on his own. They just call it measuring his progress. Um, you, you know, it's, it's, he's trying to get in a better facility, but again, we're waiting on uh, some answers from, you know, like disability and stuff like that, which is a very long process. What What is the most severe of his physical injuries, if you don't mind me asking? Well, not being able to walk would, I think, would be yeah the biggest. You know, well, what's the cause of that though? That he's unable unable to walk right now. What What specific injury do you know? Uh, his um, <clears throat> pelvis in, in the back part of his tailbone, I, I believe. It. Mm-hmm. And of course, his legs, both legs were broken Ugh. at the femur. They were snapped. Just, and, uh, just awful. But the doctor says that, you know, the prognosis is good that he will be able to. It's just going to take extensive therapy, which uh, we're having a hard time finding. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, this might be a tough question to answer. You might not know the answer. Um, obviously, enormous physical pain. Uh, with the injuries, the broken legs, the back issue, can't walk. Uh, but as a dad, you know, you, you can look into your son's eyes. What has hurt him most through this whole ordeal, the physical pain of the injuries or the emotional pain of, of losing the love of his life? Well, I, I think, um, the, the emo- you know, the physical pain is, heal- is healing, but the emotional pain, he, he goes back to it every day. You know, he, he's always thinking. It's always in our mind. And even when we have conversations, you know, he... And, He's not a person to hold. Well, I don't know. When you have father-son talk, sometimes they hold back emotions. But when it comes to Kay, he really lets them roll. I mean, he really, he really brings her up in a lot of our topics. Okay, I can only imagine. Spencer, I really appreciate you calling in. I'm going to put you on hold. I want to get some contact info for from you, if you don't mind, because sure. um, hopefully we'll have an update on this story tomorrow, and I'd like to get yeah. you back on and just get your reaction on that. So do you mind hanging on for a minute? Uh, no problem. All right. Thank you so much, Spencer, uh, calling in. Wow. Imagine being in that situation. Um, we'll come right back. More of your calls. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Wow, big thanks to uh, Spencer Harris calling us there and uh, giving us the insider's perspective on this story we've been following. And hopefully we can hook up with him tomorrow and, and maybe provide him good news that uh, the, the person convicted in the fatal crash that uh, mauled his son did not get permission from the judge to study abroad in China. Your thoughts on that? Marcus joins us on the program. Hey, Marcus, what's going on? Hey, how are you doing? I'm hanging in, buddy. I want to let you know right away that I, you know, I have two baby girls, and it would absolutely kill me, you know, if something like that would take place. But at this moment, you know, there's nothing we can do to change that, which we all know. Correct. But if they want, to, he wants to go to China. I think what he's doing, educating himself, is a good thing. It's better than doing other things, you know, that take place sometimes after a tragedy like this, like this happens. But for him to go, I would. Tell the judge to let him go, but I want—I would want the gentleman who's in the wheelchair to accompany him and for him to pay. Oh for wow! All stuff. Yeah, pay for all the that stuff. would be interesting. You make you make an interesting need. point there, Marcus. I didn't think or about that. So so I, on first blush, you look at the story and you're like, hell no, don't give that guy permission to go study abroad in China. You know, he killed someone, he he crippled someone else. But he, uh, Marcus brought up a good point. 
it's not like he's getting permission to go to Cancun for spring break. You know, he's like, I'm going backpacking through Europe or I'm going to a brothel in Dubai. You know, at least the the reason is scholastic and educational. Not that I would grant him that, but it could be worse. He could be like, yeah, me and my buddies are uh, are doing a booze cruise around the Caribbean. Well, I don't think he's going to tell them that. Yeah, you're probably right. We're going to come back more of your thoughts on this, and um, and we've got some other stuff to talk about, but I want your reaction and thoughts on this uh, probation request. We'll come back. This is the Mark Aram Show. to that famous anti-dentite, Mark Aram. No, I'll run this town to be near you. Welcome back. Hour two of the Mark Aram Show. The whole crew is here after my four-day sabbatical to the West Coast. I'll talk about that in about 30 minutes. What an amazing trip I had. Deb Green produces the broadcast, so if you like it or don't like it, it's on her. Uh, delightful shoulders, Longoria, the Stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window. And, of course, your favorite curmudgeon and mine, Low T. Chuck. Uh, you'll see the gang on Thursday. We'll broadcast live from the Taste of Alpharetta, 6 p. 8, 8 p.m. Come up and see us. Uh, I want to take more calls on the uh, the probation story we've been monitoring. We we heard from the uh, the fiance's dad. Uh, again, in case you're just joining us, in 2017, 18-year-old kid struck and killed this bride-to-be, severely injured her fiance and her father, uh, and he received eight years probation and now is requesting a judge to uh, lift his probation so he could study abroad in China. Uh, moving stuff by uh, by Spencer there, the the father of the the fiance who survived but is in a wheelchair. And uh, we'll find out more tomorrow after the probation hearing. But uh, again, uh, that was that was that was really deep stuff from Spencer. I don't want to um, you know go off that topic completely, but there's a topic that Deb found that I'm really interested in. I love workplace issues because we can all relate to it, right? Oh, yeah. It doesn't definitely. matter if you work in a radio station like us, Jack Wagons, or you have a real job in an office. Office interactions are are strangely interesting to me, especially uh, in 2019 because the, the game changed. I started in WSB in 1997, and the norms have changed from then to now completely. A lot has changed in the 21 years I've been here. And um, a lot of that has to do with the Me Too movement and, you you know, HR clamping down and rightfully so after, you know, the Fox News stuff and the CBS News stuff and especially in the news organization. It seems like we've been hammered uh, quite a bit. The entertainment industry. Uh, what's what's Chuck's uncle's name? Um, the guy in L.A.? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot what his name is. What that big, big burly producer guy? Yeah, the producer. Weinstein? Yeah, Weinstein. Weinstein. Yeah, Chuck's <laughs> uncle Weinstein. Like, it's like a big thing now. So Deb found this uh, this survey, and it's from the United Kingdom because Deb secretly wishes to be British. But it's an interesting <laughs> thing: seventy four or seventy six percent of coworkers of workers in the United Kingdom want to ban physical contact in the workplace. Does that mean like handshakes and everything? Any yes. any physical touching? How and much touching is going <clears throat> on in the UK. I don't know, but how much touching is going on here? And I'm actually I'm okay with it for this reason alone. <laughs> I, you know, I'm a handsy guy, as you, as you know, Chuck. How many times do I spank you and Longoria in the tush? No, Good game time. after the show. Good game. Even when there's not a game. And and one of the, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and one of the things I do now to, to 
I, I do that fist bump. I don't do the handshake anymore. That limited limits my t- especially with women. Like I like the fist bump. Like, hey, non-threatening. Okay. Here's my fist. Non-threatening fist. They hit it. <laughs> yeah, like, like, you punch like, it at him. It, it reminds me of a time. Uh, Royal Marshal, rest in peace, was giving uh, uh, a woman in the newsroom uh, a massage. I think it was Lisa Campbell who used to anchor Atlanta's Evening News. They were real tight, and he was just like massaging her shoulders. And we had a new boss, like a boss of boss, walking through, and he was like, "Hey, hey, hey, not appropriate." And this was, you know, 15 years ago. And Royal's like, what the hell? But now, like, I'm very wary when in the morning when I go by Nicole Bennett, not Emmett. Like, I, I want to, like, pat her on the back. Hey, but, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that's not, you know, I, 15 years ago, I wouldn't have thought about it. You know, I would have I would have rubbed her shoulders. or, t- But now I'm like, ooh, as a, as a female, do you know what I'm saying, Deb? Yes. Would you, do you feel this awkward? It depends on who it is. You, yeah. know, you have different relationships with different people. Sure. There, I there has been somebody in the building that put their giant hands on my face once, and it was so gross, and I could not wash my face enough that day. Ooh, who's I, got the biggest hands in the uh, building? Giant order. hands. You're, yes, not like, You're not naming favorite, names, right? I'll, I'll tell you off the air. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that that's made me inappropriate. Really, that made yeah. me really uncomfortable because I don't know that person very well. But there's other people that I've known for a long time, and I know that we're just joking around. So it just yeah. depends on who it's coming from. I, I agree. It's all it's all based on who the interaction is with. Like there's certain. Like Griffey's. I, I I mean, again, I, I'm, I go out of my way not to touch anyone at the office anymore, except for the two bananas when I smack them in the butt after the show. But that's just like superstition. Like, good show. Bam. You love that's it anyway. Call, yeah. You love call, it anyway. <laughs> but like Griffey's or Veronica Watt. Like, I've known these women for so long and we're so close that, I mean, I, I don't. But like, like, like Randy, she's kind of a newish addition to the evening news. She's great. I think Randy I, would hit you back. I don't, but I don't have her, I don't <laughs> yeah, have yeah, that close relationship right. with her where I feel I, I don't think I should touch. Like I'll give her a high five. I do that a lot. Is mm-hmm. that appropriate, Deb? High fives? Are those I mean, okay? if you're doing it and they don't hit, like give you a high five back, you know, well, I take it's the not yeah, I, t- yeah, I take exactly. the uh, the hint. Sure. All right. So in depth in this study, thirty eight percent of workers find greetings in the workplace awkward. I can see that. There's there's times my most awkward thing is when I go for a fist bump and someone puts out their handshake and then we switch up. And I go to a handshake and they go to a fist bump. That's like the <laughs> most awkward thing ever. Uh, 25% avoid a colleague or client due to their choice of greeting. 27% want to end cheek or air kiss greeting in the workplace. That I don't think ever happens. I don't think I've ever kissed anyone hello in that, this building. That's, that is very European. That, is that right a European there. thing? Yeah. Does anyone try to kiss you hello in the building, Deb Green? Not here. Aside from Alex Williams. Yeah. <laughs> no? Not no in way. this building. All right. Uh, 33% of workers' well-being has been impacted after an awkward greeting, and 68% of UK workers call for clear workplace guidance on appropriate greetings. Now, that I wouldn't mind that. Like, HR, lay out what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. But I think it differs on the individual. Anyway, I'm okay. Let's do total hands-off so there's no gray area. Your thoughts on that? 404-872-0751-800-WSB-TALK. Longo, do you avoid anyone in the building because of the greeting that you get from them? No. No? No. You like the big bear hug the airline gives you every day? I do, I do. The only problem I have is in the restroom. I don't want to talk in the restroom. Really? Yeah, that's the last place I want to have a a conversation. There's a individual him and I have had conversations with. Is it me? No. No. I talk. I'm a talker. We would would say it on air if it was you. That talks when you're in there, and you're just like, ah, Dang it! Yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm trying to handle my business. I don't yeah, want to have a I, conversation yeah. with in you. The, in my whole career here at WSB, I was touched inappropriately at one time. Inappropriately one time by accident or no? Or, you know. So it was 
an administrative assistant back in the day for one of our bosses. And I was in the mail room getting my mail and they came in female. Let me start by saying that as female. <laughs> and she comes into the mail room as I'm, as I'm walking out and literally grabbed my package. Cupped it? Not my mail package. Not the package I was getting in the mail room. Well, sort of a mail package. Give it, give the cup squeeze combo. <laughs> nice. Really? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And I was like, wow. like the yeah. two, like those two baseball players. Did you see that? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and this was at like 9 p.m. You know, after a client party, where this was like 9 a.m. See, you were more forgiving if she would have been drunk in the mail room. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No, I would have taken it further if she was drunk. No, um, but I, yeah, I will. Ne- I mean, I. It, what did you say? What did you say thank you? I was like, yeah, I, I mean, just said. I think I just said, whoa. It was. It was. I mean, I. It didn't stay with me. Like I didn't go home. And go, oh my god! You know, I, but it was definitely eye-opening. I was like, "Man, did all you, right." Did uh, you now I know how person? you feel. Did, did you I, avoid that person for like the rest of the time that you, that you worked here? No, but I, I, you know, approached them at an angle <laughs> sideways. <laughs> I didn't come. I didn't come head on. You know, I was kind of like. Did she think that she had done something wrong after your reaction? No. I mean, this this woman constantly flirted with me, and I think she was like, "All right, he's not getting the hint." Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, <laughs> He obviously no not, idea. dude. But can you imagine if the roles were reversed? Oh, yeah. Oh, you'd be in jail. I, yeah. yeah. I, I would have been fired that day. Yeah. Depends on who it was. Well, yeah, I guess so. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it wasn't like, I mean. I mean, if she wouldn't have told, then I guess. You I was friendly with this woman. You know, not we were, friendly enough. Not, not according, <laughs> well, apparently she wanted not. you to be more friendly. But yeah. it wasn't like, you know, we had no relationship. Like, you know, a friend, right. we had a friendly working relationship. And she just went, bam, arc. She might even made that honking sound. <laughs> that's even honk. Uh, but yeah, that's the only time I've ever felt uncomfortable. And I don't, I can't remember a time where I said, oh, I shouldn't have done that to that person. Like, I don't think I've been, I don't think I've crossed the lines physically with any coworkers. Like, their coworkers I'll give hugs to. Like, Veronica Waters, when yeah. I came in, I hadn't seen her. Hey, mm-hmm. gave her a hug. Let's talk Game of Thrones. Um, you know. I don't know. It's a touchy, a touchy situation. I just want to know what you, th- what your feelings on that. Perhaps a banning of workplace touching, and I think it all depends on the job too. I think it's job dependent. Well, yeah. Obviously. Because if you know, back I'm remembering back to my waiter days, like there's a lot of touching going on in the restaurant biz. Oh, well, there's a lot of something going. Yeah, on. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on in the restaurant, <laughs> the restaurant biz. Restaurant. I know. I just want to throw. I, that was, I, I really appreciate that study you found, Deb. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk. Your thoughts on that? George joins us on the Mark Aram Show. George, welcome to the program. Hello. Hello, George. How can I help you, buddy? Well, uh, I was. <laughs> I've been on so long. I was thought you were going to do that clap thing. <laughs> oh, everybody, clap your hands. <laughs> there you go. So, do you, you want to talk about the uh, probation story? Well, look. Yes. Okay, go ahead. No. No. All right. Never mind. What do you want to talk he about? He should not. He should not be oh. allowed to go to China. I've been on probation. Yeah. Nothing unlike his deal. He should. He should have been put in jail. What are the restrictions you faced when on probation? If you don't mind me asking. It was one year mm-hmm. for a traffic violation. Okay. And it was $44 a month, and I had to appear at the probation office at a particular day each month and cough up $44, and I was subject to a urine test. Yeah, random drug test. Now, were there rules about you leaving the state or the town or the country? 
Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And did you ever, in that one year uh, on probation, ever need to request uh, a lifting of the probation so you could go somewhere? No. Yeah. I would imagine that. I would imagine that's kind of rare to to make that suggestion. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Chuck's in Locust Grove. Chuck, welcome to the show. Thanks. Hi, Mark. Hello, sir. Uh, I'd like to make three comments. one, he was found negligent of vehicular homicide, mm-hmm. which is a felony. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, there should have been a civil case to bring monetary judgment against this guy to help out with some of these medical expenses. You know what? That's, I didn't ask uh, Spencer that. I'll do that tomorrow. And three, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think as a convicted felon you can get a U.S. passport. And I'll leave it at that. Ooh. I don't know. D- Deb, fact check that. I don't, I don't know about that either. That's a that's a good point though. If if you're a felon, can you get? I I know you know from the movies. It's like all right, surrender your passport. I know that kind of thing, but I don't know if you have to actually give it up. Deb will research that during the break. We'll come back via the Piccadilly text line from my mom, Longoria. She says, "Quote: You've never seen inappropriate touching until you work in the garment district in the 1970s. Unbelievable." My mom was groped in the Garment District in the 1970s in Lower Manhattan. More information than I needed to know. We're going to come back with your calls. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is The Mark Aram Show. Live from the WSB Radio Newsroom, Deb Green fact-checking during the break. What's the deal with uh, passports and Yeah, so if you have a drug conviction, if you owe child support or have unpaid federal loans, if you're a threat to national security or have been ruled legally incompetent, then you can't get a passport. Okay, so but most felons then could. Yes. Okay, interesting. Thanks for that, Deb. Uh, Samantha joins us in Canton. Bless you, Samantha. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Um, So I was going to say kind of what you were saying, where it really depends for the sexual harassment stuff in the workplace it really depends on where you work because i was in the service industry for a long time and um everybody including myself would have been fired if we were held to the same standard <laughs> no doubt it's a just it's a different animal it's a different beast in the service industry yeah oh absolutely and i think that it's in a lot of industries too i think that should be taken into account especially once a person becomes famous do you think? Yeah, no doubt. Well, even that, even if there's a chance you eventually someday become famous, you've got to uh, keep that in mind. So what do you think about workplaces that just ban touching altogether? Like, just don't touch each other. I think it's not in human nature. I think that by being pack animals by nature, touch is important. And there's so many studies out there that say that when you have a physical connection, with the people around you, you're healthier, you're happier, mm-hmm. you're less stressed out. Uh, I mean, all of those studies are just completely being ignored by by all of these people who are saying, oh, it's always bad. Yeah, I agree. And I wanted to open a business years ago called Touch. Did I tell you about this idea? I think so. Where you can come in and pay a certain amount and whatever your favorite thing is, like uh, within the legal limits, like cuddle, or for me, like, I would pay someone to scratch my back. I love getting my back scratched. Someone stole the idea, and now there's cuddle shops mm-hmm. all over the uh, country. When we come back, more of your calls. Johnny Kill Boss with a Game of Thrones Minute. I'm going to tell you about the greatest dinner I've ever had in my life, Deb Green. 404-872-0750. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. 
Lois Griffin, and you are listening to The Mark Aram Show. So good to be back on the air after my four-day weekend out west. Uh, we'll continue to take your calls. Johnny Cabasso with the Game of Thrones Minute. I just wanted to do a quick weekend recap because it was kind of amazing. So Longoria. I went out to, uh, I flew out to San Francisco Friday morning. My favorite city. Is it your favorite city? Oh, San Francisco is my favorite city. It, it was pretty cool. Uh, it was for my uh, friend's 40th birthday. She turned 40. Uh, I went to school with her husband. Um, I'm the godfather to their, to their son. Close friends. They, she's always wanted to go to this restaurant called the French Laundry in, uh, in Napa Valley. It's the greatest restaurant in the United States. Three Michelin stars, whatever the hell that means. And it's just impossible to get a reservation. She got a reservation. Table for 12. So we all went out there. Um, and and she, this is a very successful woman, Longoria. The fact that I know this person yeah. is, is mind-boggling. So she used to work for CBS News, okay. 60 Minutes. Oh, wow. Got a job at Coke. Got poached by Coke uh, from Google, and now just got poached by another company from Google. Like, the career trajectory of this lady is unbelievable. And one of her friends that she knew at Google had this weekend house up in Sonoma that she was able to get for us to stay in. Unbelievable. Like, this, I, Google just, they just must be handing out stacks of cash. <laughs> so, like, if you were to rent this house, an Airbnb, it's $5,000 a night. A night. Yes, yeah, so we stayed there. Amazing place. Um, the, I, I've never been to the wine country. Have you been to wine oh. country, Deb Green? Yes, I have. Unbelievable, yeah. Chuck. Even I, you. I proposed would... to Leslie at in Sonoma. Did you oh, really? Nice. There were, I saw the plaque. <laughs> yeah. They, yes. they, they, they pulled, as soon as we left, they I put saw up the a plaque. plaque. It was like right. Mongolia, a little statue, a little yeah. bronze statue. Mark Aram you show. on your knee. Um, <laughs> the, the 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 terrain, whatever the landscape, gorgeous. The weather was so perfect. No humidity, nice brisk. Oh, it was just, oh, I fell in love with it. Like crazy, crazy how much I fell in love with it. All right, fast forward, I don't have much time. Go to the French Laundry. Um, it's $500 a head without wine. Thankfully, my more successful friends picked up the tab for everybody. <laughs> okay. Because yeah. that would have been a grand just between you two. Yeah, exactly. Me and I, it would have been $1,000 for, for my and myself. I've never drank that much wine in my life, by the way. These are wine drinkers, it's wine country. I was blitzed, blitzed by the end of this meal. Uh, you know I'm a lightweight when it oh, comes yeah, to wine. Yeah. But it was awesome. And the the food, and I, I posted some pictures, and I'll post some more on my Facebook page and Instagram page um, if you want to check it out. It was like nine courses of little dishes. Mm -hmm. And like three quarters of the way through, and in my head I'm like, I'm going to be still hungry after this thing. You know, like I'm... In my head, I'm like, all right, where's the In-N-Out burger? Because I'm going to an In-N-Out burger. Because I just, you know, three quarters of the way in, I'm like, yeah. I'm not full yet. Yeah, yeah. By by dessert, it's just like this. I mean, it probably had to do with all the wine I was drinking. But I couldn't move. They brought out extra dessert. I couldn't even touch it. Like handmade little chocolates. I'm like, I'm done. I can't. It was crazy. 
Like I, I hit the wall. It was unbelievable. I'm not going to bore you with all the details, but it was just, and and I was I was worried that this would be like a snooty place because it's like the best restaurant. It was like you were at uh, your local, you know, just mom and pop like restaurant. Really? They were so friendly. Like we had like one guy was the captain of our table, British guy, hilarious. Like. This one guy broke a lampshade behind me and like smashed this glass thing, and it was I was just well because they're getting paid five hundred dollars a head. Yeah, That's exactly. Why. But like I was worried. Want. I'm like, it's gonna be so. Yeah, what's the gratuity on that bill? I don't know. So I asked my buddy. He <laughs> wouldn't tell know. me what the bill came to. Well, and there's I, twelve of y'all, five hundred a piece, five hundred piece without wine, so. plus California taxes. I don't even know what the hell that That's is. That's at least six thousand exactly, and tip. So I set the over under at eighty eight hundred. And everyone else there was like, oh, way over. Like the other guys we were talking, like, no, 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 way over. Because the wine apparently was really expensive. Oh, I'm sure you were drinking hundreds of dollars. So they had these wine. they had these add-ons. Like you get this fixed menu. There's no ordering. But certain courses have an add-on. And one of the add-ons was truffle mac and cheese. So it's Ooh. mac and cheese with shaved black truffles. Was that that black thing yes. that looked like ants? Yeah. $150. Oh, so by the time this course comes in, I'm lit. I'm like, we're getting the truffle mac and cheese. <laughs> so you think for $150, it's like a family size, yeah. like no. a Stouffer's oh, no, no. mac it's and cheese. It's a tiny little. It's, it's like a single portion, like a, <laughs> a small. And the guy comes over with the black truffle thing, and he's just shaving it, covers it completely with black truffles, which was a little too much for me. I would have had a bigger plate of mac and cheese and like spread the truffles out. But I paid Clark Howard, if you're listening, he just drove off the, the side. $150 for the mac and cheese. Well, my buddy paid well, for, for it. Well, for the truffles, really. For the, yeah, for the, basically like a, for the truffles. That's really what you small paid for. silver dollar pancake. It, yeah, yeah, yeah right exactly. It was, it, was, it was really good. Uh, I wouldn't sure. suggest, you know, if you're paying, don't pay for it. Yeah. Um, but my buddy Cliff, thanks again, Cliff, for the $150 mac and cheese. The best thing I had, though, was the first course, and it's the only thing that stays in the menu all the time. It's called Oysters and Pearls, and it's like, I don't even know what was going on, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> There's some sort of thing, on. and it had little oysters in it, and it had caviar on top. Maybe the best single dish I've ever had in my entire life. It was amazing. So, that being said. You're taking all of us next year. I don't know if I'm, I'm ever going to go back. <laughs> hey, we are. Honestly, <laughs> honestly. Like, it was great. But I don't know if I'm ever going back because unless someone else is paying again. Right. Because yeah, as great as it was, I mean, as someone posted on my Facebook page, like, you could fly to France for what you paid for that yeah. meal. I might just do that instead. That'd be easier. But it was, I mean, it was it was an amazing experience. If you get to go, go. I don't someone know if you should. Dime. Yeah. I don't know. And my buddy still won't tell me what the uh, what the bill was. I'll get it at him someday. Yeah. But it was it was a great time. I love that area of the country. I never, never in my life was like, oh, I can't wait to go to a wine country in California. Like that has never even popped up on my radar. But dang, Longoria, it's gorgeous I out there. You. First time I ever went, I fell in love with San Francisco. Yeah, I, I told Leslie, and she didn't believe me. She's like, eh, oh, whatever. so we went to San Francisco, and all I'm expecting is big piles of homeless poop on the sidewalks, <laughs> the streets running. But it was feces. lovely. It was lovely, That's and nice. we had a, a great omakase dinner, sushi dinner there. Yeah. Uh, Did you go to Chinatown? Chinatown's the bomb. I had been to Chinatown before oh, in San okay. Fran, but yeah, I went to Japantown. Japantown. Um, Japan Japan it doesn't quite roll tongue the same way. But, uh, and then, oh, then I went to that real quick because Johnny's going to hang up. I went to uh, <laughs> the, the Yankees happening playing the New York Giants. Oh, nice. I mean, the San Francisco Giants in New York. And I was like, that's interleague play. If you don't know, it's rare that the Giants are ever playing in San Francisco. The Yankees are ever playing the Giants in San Francisco. 
So Sunday morning, I hopped on StubHub, and I'm like, we're going. So I got second row tickets. Wow. I saw your seats. They're man. like like the SunTrust seats at SunTrust mm-hmm. Park. The only beef I have is, so if you get the SunTrust seats at SunTrust Park, it's all you can eat buffet inside. All you can drink for free, sushi bar, like just amazing spread. San Francisco, all you can eat seats were pizza and Cracker Jacks. <laughs> what? That was it. And you had to pay for booze. Oh. Not that I was going to drink after the night yeah, I had. Yeah, after the night you had. Yeah. But for the price I paid for those seats... You expected more. more. I expected the full, you know, buffet kind of thing. But yeah. no, it was like slices of pizza, popcorn and cracker jacks and water. San Francisco, they can't afford to have all that free food out there. But there's so much money, the tech money out there. Like it's the most expensive city to live in. I would think if you're paying these baller seats, but it was great, Chuck. I was right by the on deck circle Ooh, nice. for the Yankees. And unfortunately, all the Yankees' best stars <laughs> are hurt. <laughs> Literally entire starting but lineup. I, I was there. talking to the, the Yankee players. Yeah. It was amazing. It was so cool. And then uh, I saw Bernie Williams. He was there before the game. He got honored. It was nice. a great time. I had a, I had a great time. Remind me to post more food pictures when we get back. All okay. right. Uh, also on Sunday, Game of Thrones. This is Lancel Lannister, and you're listening to the Game of Thrones Minute with Johnny Kilboss. And now on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Game of Thrones Minute with Johnny Kilbasa. Final season. Finally living up to the billing, perhaps. We will find out right now as Johnny Kilbasa breaks down the latest episode of Game of Thrones in 60 seconds or less. I don't know. As a supersized episode, Johnny, I don't know how you can do it in 60 seconds. Do you need 82 seconds? Never, Marcus. Traffic born of house there. And rightful heir to Neil Borth, protector of I-285, rightful king of the colonnade, Kalasar the great asphalt sea, the unslept, the unkempt, the breaker of wind, we... We're about to defend Winter Falta Luke. Yo! Shame. 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 Battle stations in Winterfell would be awesome if I could see what's going on. Sam shaking brand heads of the godwood. Melisandre shows up and lights a Dothraki swords aflame. Off go the Dothraki, out go their fire, and here comes the dead. Daddy and John light up the night, and here comes the blizzard. Arya sends Sansa to the crypt. See a dollar ascend. Fall back to the gate, y'all. Just getting real. It's on Sully's turn. Oh, this ain't looking good. Melisandre lights the trenches. The dead take a powder. Tyrion broods. Bran warms out into a flock of ravens. The Night King sends Team Dead into the flames. They're at the walls. Arya goes killing machine. Leanna Mormont takes out a dead giant. See you, Lady Morma. Now it's talk by time in the sky. Arya sneaks around the library. Barrett gets Arya to the game room. See you, Barrett Dondarrion. Melisandre gives Arya the Silvio O'Farrell treatment. Rhaegal takes a chunk out of dead Viserion. Danny Dracarys is the Night King, but he's unfazed and barely misses with the ice javelin. The Night King says it's time for an all-skate, and here come the dead Starks in the crypt. Danny goes down. Jorah comes in to protect. The Night King approaches Bran in the Godwood. You're a good man, Theon. Sick him. Aw, oh, see you, Theon. The Night King's head towards Bran, and out of nowhere, it's Arya Stark for the win with a blaring steel Dagger! Danny cries. Shame. See a Jorah. Melisandre takes Shame. off her necklace. See a red woman. And good Shame. morning. Winterfell! I don't think, uh, I didn't think anything could be better than the actual episode, but your breakdown was 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 better. Uh, real quick, because we don't have much time, Johnny. I, 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 I got a text from Veronica Waters while I was at that Japanese meal, and she just texted, Aria! Exclamation point. And I'm like, hey, I haven't seen you yet. I'm eating dinner. Chill out. And then I went back to the hotel room and watched it. I love that episode. I thought it was great. I liked the darkness of it. I was, uh, did you guys watch it yet? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, uh, well, I mean, oh, God. I was so tense watching that thing. For it was the, very tense. They yeah. did a good job of keeping the, the, the tensity. Yeah. Intensity. So. Yeah, it was, it was a, a tension-filled episode, but I loved it. What did you think, Johnny? 
Oh, yeah, it was hard to get through, but it was great. It was just about everything I was expecting to happen. But, man, there for a minute I thought everyone was going to die. And I was like, there's no way they can just kill everybody. But it looks like everybody's going to die. And then I'll hurry up for the win. I did not yeah. see that coming. And, and not to give too much away, but the spin that that the Great War is not going to be the, the finale of the show was, was kind of interesting to me because I just assumed, like. Yeah, I thought that was going to drag on for yeah, three, three exactly, more episodes. Like, when, exactly. when they killed him, I was like. Now, oh, that's it? Now like, okay. I'm really excited to see what's in store, to see how they finish it out. All right, Johnny, you'll join us tomorrow with a fast food review. Where can we find Johnny Kilbasa online? You can find me on johnnykilbasa.com, and you can find 30 Podcasts in 30 Days on the Sausage Hut Podcast on any pod app or the aforementioned website, Valar Margulis, Mark. Valar Deb Greenis to you, Johnny Kilbasa. Fast food review tomorrow. Appreciate you, buddy. That's sad, buddy. All right, uh, let's go to Russ in Gainesville real quick. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk. I was scared to open the pictures you sent me, Russ, but well done. Russ, Russ sent me pictures of his latest <laughs> lady. Good job, my friend. Bucks me blonde. Thanks a lot. Yeah, you know, I made, I don't know, two or three girls mad today. They'll never talk to me again. But this one, um, Mackenzie, the dumpster girl, brought her to me. And she found she me a four-leaf clover and gave it to me. And I said, "That's it. she's my girl. She'll have me. And she's cleaning the apartment, you know, so. Whoa, you got to. Uh, uh, She's gonna stay. Wait, the one arm girl or the dumpster girl? No, no. This girl's not, this girl's got two arms. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know how the cleaning was gonna go. All right, so you seem like a happy man. <laughs> All it took to get Russ's heart I'm dead was a happy. four leaf clover. You missed your you missed your opportunity. You could have given Dang. him a four leaf clover, and boom. She says she's not one arm. It's Michelle. That's her name. Yeah. She's a new girl. All right, she's great. Good man. I'm happy for you, Russ. We both had good weekends. It seems like. Yes. Yes. All right, listen, Thursday, Russ, I know it's a hike from Gainesville, but we're going to be broadcasting live from the Taste of Alpharetta. Come see us, 6 to 8 p.m. We'll have WSB goodies. Little Sanjay will be out there. Tell uh, Lorenzo that we need a booster seat for Sanjay, by the way. (laughs) Make sure he packs that in the van. We're going to come back, finish up your calls. Susie, Sarah, and Teresa, three fine ladies to finish out the Mark Aram Show. Final segment of the broadcast. Uh, Susie joins us in Fayetteville. Susie, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. My pleasure. What can I do for you? Well, I wanted to talk to you about the whole touching thing. Yes. Um, I come from a generation and that worked in the service industry when I was in my 20s, but I'm now a professional. I, I work for a Japanese manufacturer in Griffin, Georgia, and nothing nothing is funnier than watching them when they greet, when they greet each other, especially when expats come from Japan to visit and the whole bowing thing, but they almost vapor lock. If you reach your hand out to shake their hand, not a, not a handshaking culture. No, they'll do it because they know they're in America and and that that's what they're supposed to do. But it's funny working around them. That's a whole cultural thing. And I noticed that when I went to Japan as well. Um, Yeah. I always bust. I, I busted Maya's chops. Say when I, when I met her ninety year old grandmother, I was gonna run up and give her a big hug and pick her up off the ground. She's like, "No, <laughs> don't do it." Sarah's in Noonan. Sarah, real quick, what do you have, buddy? Um, yeah, I just wanted to let you know that I was listening earlier when you were talking about the the young man that had the terrible accident. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was his teacher in in high school, and I and I just want to say that it's really easy to stand on the outside. And think you know what's going on if you've not actually been part of it. This young man is incredibly remorseful. 
and he was only 17 at the time of the accident. Gotcha. There was no Sarah, drugs. Can, there was no... Sarah, can you call back tomorrow? Because we're going to revisit this story tomorrow. I'd like to hear more about that. I, I certainly will. All right, thank you. Yeah, we're going to update the story tomorrow. we got to get out of here. Start of the show, Longoria. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram Star of the Show? Uh, Spencer, call it in. Robbie, great star of the show. No question about that. We'll talk to him again tomorrow. We'll update this story. We'll see how the probation hearing goes. On Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.